the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Hour number two underway now at nine minutes past ten o'clock. Good morning to you. Thanks for being here. And uh, thanks uh, uh, to the great callers in the first hour. Very important discussion as we continue to watch what's going on in the United States Supreme Court as they hear arguments now, oral arguments being made in uh, the most profound uh, abortion case or anti-abortion case in a generation. It literally could wipe Roe versus Wade off of the books, uh, send it, as Mike Pence said in the news, to the ash heap of history where it belongs. Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization being heard right now in the Supreme Court. We will uh, give you any updates that we get uh, as uh, as we go along. Uh, but thanks for being with us on this Wednesday. It's the first morning of the 12th month of the year of our Lord 2021. Last night, uh, great event at the Church on the North Coast as um, the question of Medical and religious exemptions was examined by a couple of tremendous experts when it comes to the vax mandates. And I will, again, refrain from calling it a vax. It is not a vaccine by any definition of the word. The mRNA products that are being forced upon people by way of mandates from their employers through threats of the government. Uh, But we are talking about big pharma profit shots. How can you avoid one? What exemptions are available to you? How does it work? So last night, uh, they had uh, Dr. Lee Merritt and Dr. Kerry Madej and I hope I'm saying the last name correctly there, uh, uh, with this event on religious exemptions and our freedoms and how they are being violated. And guess what? It was so great, they're going to have a return performance tonight. This one was scheduled as well at the Ohio Freedom Fighters meeting on Stone Road in Medina, 6 p.m. tonight. Uh, joining us now to discuss this extraordinarily important topic is Dr. Lee Merritt, now on AM 1420, The Answer. Doctor, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. So let's talk uh, a little bit about um, the, uh, the the exemption situation. For, actually, before we get into exemptions, I want to talk about the good news here. 
Um, yet another federal judge has issued another stay. This is at least three different stays on vaccine mandates, uh, specifically on healthcare workers in 10 states. I think that one was enjoined by 39 other states. They went ahead and made this a nationwide stay. We have also seen, uh, the Fifth Circuit Court issue a stay on vaccine mandates, uh, pushed by OSHA and the, uh, uh the Labor Department. Um, it looks like from a federal or excuse me from a legal perspective dr merritt um it 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 looks like you know the tide is kind of turning against this uh this unconstitutional push to force people to take toxins into their body in order to remain employed what is your view on where that will go before we talk about exemptions well i mean let's face it to to begin with this doesn't matter what's in this vaccine this so-called vaccine that's a genetic therapy it doesn't matter if it's good bad or indifferent what only matters is the principle that if you accede to the notion that the government or your boss or anybody can tell you what to put in your body, then you don't own your body. And by definition, you're a slave. That's what matters here. We're, just, we're choosing, do we choose slavery or do we choose freedom? Because there's no end to it once you accede to that principle. And so that's what people need to wake up again, get wake up for. You know, I mean, th- this, is, this is an end game scenario if you go that route. So uh, you know, that's that's my person. We have, by the way, we already have the 13th Amendment, which says slavery has been abolished in this country. I think that there shouldn't be a question about this. What I tell people about the the the, um, uh, the exemption, the exemption is a is a holding tactic. OK, we should look at this. And this is the way I look at it after spending 10 years in the military and being married to a Marine colonel for 30 years and all the different things, you know, it's like, and I served on the Navy Research Advisory Committee looking at defense strategies for technology for the Navy. So I've kind of been surrounded by military thinking, and I'm not saying I'm a military, uh, you know, think tank person, but there, to me, it's pretty obvious that we're in a war. And in a war, what you need to understand is the rules are a little different, you know. We can't, we can't understand, people just can't wrap their head around how big the problem here is. But don't just stop at exemptions. Exemptions will help you temporize so you can then save your children they're coming after all of us with this and this is a takedown at multiple levels whether you know however you want to look at this it's it's what they call multi-dimensional stealth uncharacteristic and unrestricted warfare and so i'm just going to say that the exemption but one thing i think that should people should take away from like what we did last night robert owens who's a, a lawyer constitutional lawyer with jbs the John Burr Society is really excellent. I've got on my website, which is themedicalrebel.com, I have his video where I interview him. And uh, it's also at the JBS website. But I got his video about how to do the religious exemption. Because it's important that you don't fall into their trap. Uh, we have a film, we have a, a Biden administration lawyer saying, if people stand on their exemption for religious purposes, we really can't knock them off of that. We can bully them. We can try and push them off. But if they do it right, it's not something we can take them down on. And that's what you have to – now, it may not be pretty. It may take you a while, but you've got to do it the right way. And what, what they're all doing is they, he tells you the technique, how you specifically do it. You know, you have to write a letter that, that has four words, sincerely held religious belief. It doesn't matter if you got religion this morning. It doesn't matter what your religion is. You don't need a priest. You don't need anybody to sign off on this thing. This is your constitutional and God-given right to your religious belief. So once you do that, what they're going to do is they're going to send you these 
forms. And these forms are like, everybody thinks it's just their business. No, these forms were designed by the feds. Everybody gets the same questions. And they're going to send you these questions trying to trick you. And as he points out, this is like, if you've been, if you've had a couple glasses of wine at a dinner party and you're driving home and you're stopped by the state police, what's your lawyer tell you? Don't say a thing. Okay. So this is on that form. You don't want to, don't want to give them information they don't need. They don't have a right to your medical record. Now that's, and they don't have a right for you to ask you about the details of your religious belief. You just say, it's my religious belief. And he tells you exactly how to do it. And on my website, right below the video, I have notes that I took that tell you point by point on that form how to fill it out. So I'm just telling you that's a, that's a holding movement because ultimately we have to stop this nonsense that the government has this much right to our bodies and our life and our, the tyranny that's taken over the world. We have to stop this, and that's not going to stop with exemptions, but at least that's a first step. And that's what he does that so beautifully, and it, you know, and he's clever and funny about it. He really, it's really good listening to. Well, that 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 is an extraordinary first step, no question about it. We're talking with Dr. Lee Merritt, who is going to be among the presenters tonight at the Ohio Freedom Fighters event. Uh, they have joined up with uh, the John Birch Society, as Dr. Merritt just said. Uh, Robert Owens, Attorney Robert Owens, is going to be there moderating this uh, tremendous event. Um, you know, when when we talk about um, exemptions, medical exemptions, or excuse me, religious exemptions, and, and, and you're right to say they don't get to question how sincerely held your religious beliefs are. Right. In in some circumstances that I've seen already, Doctor Merritt, um, there are there are companies that have required the, the 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 shots. Again, I refuse to call them vaccines; they're not. But they require the shots, and when people are making their exemptions, they're getting stamped denials. In other words, there, there is, they are simply saying as a matter of course, deny, 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 deny. They had stamps made up for crying out loud. Form letters are being sent out. Your request for a medical ex- or a religious exemption is denied. By law, don't these things have to be considered on an individual basis and an explanation given as to why one would be denied? Well, by law, not only do they have to be considered, they have to be accepted. So what, what that is, again, is a bullying tactic. Ultimately, it won't stand in the courts. It, it, you know, this is, and I'm not a lawyer. I'm telling you what Robert Owens tells me and sure. what I've heard from other lawyers. This is, gotcha. the, this is the, the point. That this is protected not only by your Constitution and God-given rights, it's protected under EEOC Title VII. And one of the things to know about that, it's always good to have a problem that lawyers love to go after. Why do lawyers love the EEOC Title VII? If the employer violates it, not only do they have to pay you the damages, they have to pay the legal fees. And so, in general, what's happening is you can do that. You can send out these blanket denials. What people, what he'll tell you, you need to do. First of all, you need to get a group of people together. Your 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 people. You can't be alone. No man's an island. You got to have a, a group now. So form a group. You can do it clandestinely. You can what you know. We become the commission committee of correspondence, like the revolutionaries. So you, the British didn't know what we were doing. But you got to get together and you got to figure out a strategy and you got to hire a lawyer. And once you get a lawyer and you, you contact, now, I, I mean, I was cancel cultured because I spoke out against the mask mandate. So this is all, so I'm not in this situation or I would be. But what I would say is the first thing you could do is you can just go down and say, I understand that you're blanket denying all this, but you do understand that I am going to be calling and filing with the EEOC, my, my lawyer and me, you know, and, um, and, and that you'll just have to deal with them because this is under the Equal Opportunity Act. It's illegal for you to do this. And then walk out. 
I mean, that's all. Because 90 to 95% of the time, once they get a letter from a lawyer that says, uh, that says the fact of the matter, they back off. Now, you know, there's there going to be little employers that don't get this and don't know the, the damages that can be done to them legally if they, they persist in this. But, but just everybody's got to keep in mind the big picture here. The big picture is this is a fear tactic. We're being taken down through fear. And one of the biggest fears, what's one of some of the biggest fears you have? You know, losing a spouse, losing your home, losing your job. They know this is a stressful thing. And that's why, but notice the, the other point here. And, and I'm, again, I'm going to quote Robert Owens. That they keep moving the date. Why do they keep moving the date? Because the feds know they can't do this. Okay? They cannot mandate this. This is not, it's not, it's not going to ever work. And so they, 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 trick you into thinking, oh, I'm just, people get tired, they get exhausted, they're just tired of fighting, they think, oh, if I just get this vaccine, it'll be over. No, it will never be over, because their goalposts will be continued to be moved. If you haven't seen that already, look at the poor Israelis that have, you know, now they're on their fourth booster or fifth booster. I mean, they're, it's just unbelievable, you know, that you're never going to be vaccinated in the, in the minds of these psychopaths. So you don't think you're going to roll over and it's going to go away. But that's what people are doing, and that's what they hope. They want every, even in the military. This applies to the military, too. There's actually, under Title 21, the Code of Federal Regulations, there's a carve-out for the military. They can't, you can't force them to participate in an experimental uh, drug. And that came about after the anthrax debacle. The anthrax vaccine debacle caused the Gulf War syndrome. So they, 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 but again, they're scaring people. But what Robert Owen says is, they keep moving the date because they know they can't do it. But everybody gets up to the deadline to get panicky and a few more get vaccinated. Now you can argue why they think it's so important for everybody to get vaccinated since it doesn't stop transmission and right. it's making a lot of people sick or dead. But that's another story. I mean, the real issue is why the date is, the date is artificial. And he said it's very much like uh, if, you, if people are old enough to remember Muammar Gaddafi uh, and Reagan had this tiff and, and uh, you know, Reagan moved his warships in right in the Gulf of, of in Libya. And Muammar Gaddafi declared the line of death. He said, those ships shall not cross this line of death. But then what happened? Oh, Reagan crossed, <laughs> pushed his ships forward. And, he said, and then Muammar Gaddafi declared a new line of death, you know, and another a new line of death. He kept, he kept moving the ships forward and he kept re, redrawing the line. That's what these dates are. So don't anybody don't. panic. Keep your energy up and, and, and be spiritually good and don't be consumed by fear. Dr. Mayor, one of the other things that they're they're preying upon, in addition to people's fear, you're exactly right about that, is they're they're trying to appeal to people's consciences, um, and and by in, by way of doing that, Dr. Fauci has twice on on tape and on camera, and I've been playing it for the last few months now, has twice expressed the communist belief that you must surrender what you believe to be your own individual rights for the good of the state or for the good of society, as he calls it. That means even if you don't want to have this shot, even if you don't want to wear that mask, even if you don't want to surrender your liberties, you should if it's good for your neighbors, you should if it's good for the state. I mean, it's literal communism to say that state rights triumph over and trump uh, individual rights. So they're, they're trying to appeal to uh, to people's belief in what is right for their neighbors and what is right for the overall all society uh, being as being more important than their own personal feelings. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. Now you have every right to help your neighbor on a personal basis, but the state cannot. Because if you believe that communist manifesto, then the state can take your house and give it to somebody that thinks more more worthy. I mean, come on. I mean that that question answers itself. So we we're not we're not communists. We're Americans. Come on, let's stand up and fight for our liberty. 
You know, I, I don't I don't think we're going to roll over to that. I mean, I, I know I know where I'm from in the Midwest, where people like me, I'm on my fourth fourth generation on my family farm. We're not going to roll over to that. We're not going to have somebody take our land because of this greater good. That's where this goes. So you're right. And 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 anybody that believes Dr. Fauci, who has who has big financial gains, is being paid big bucks to bring us this mess. Anybody that still believes him, I, I can't say because uh, you know. <laughs> I had the, I had the uh, honor when I was an intern at Bethesda Naval Hospital years ago of falling asleep right in front of Dr. Fauci at a, <laughs> at a lecture of four people. And I keep thinking I'm in a nightmare and that someday I'm going to wake up from it. But he keeps coming back. <laughs> you know? Well, and, and you no, know, I mean, you can't this will be the last question, Dr. Mayor, because I'm short, on, I'm short on time here. So last question, it, it will be about what he said on Sunday on Face the Nation. The second time he has said this as well, to deny science or to criticize science, or excuse me, to deny me or criticize me is to deny and criticize science because I represent science. I, I, outside of the hubris on display here and the ego on display here, it's insulting to all other scientists who come up with different results from their own research, who have different results from their own treatment of people with COVID-19, suggesting that doctors like you and other doctors who have provided tremendous amounts of, uh, of people with, uh, uh, with, um, uh, treatment and therapeutics and things that keep them out of hospitals and keep them safe from COVID-19 and the serious effects of COVID-19. He's basically saying, you guys don't matter. You don't exist. I am science. They are pseudoscience. How do you respond to that kind of stuff? <laughs> well, I'm not surprised he said that. The, the guy's a psychopath. I, I'm sorry. He's a, he's a proven liar. Now, the, the, the issue I'm going to just say, though, is science is not about a vote, and it's certainly not about censorship. What he's discussing is censorship. Yeah. What he's saying is only listen to what we tell you, not what anybody else says. Science is about debate. It's about open sharing of ideas. It's about looking at the facts that we see in the real world, not just what we see on TV, not just what we see in peer-reviewed journals. What doctors used to do is look at patients, look at the real world, and then they would decide, then they'd share their information with each other, and then they would come to conclusions, and then they would do research to, to either support or deny those things. That's, right. that's science. Right. Science is not about not about not about consensus or about a dictatorship of medicine. We have the Politburo applied to medicine right now, and that's not right. Yeah, that's so, why I, uh, again, I think it's very I mean, clear that this isn't about public health. This is about public control. It's no. not about science. It's about compliance. I had T-shirts made up with that very statement. It is about compliance, not science. Um, and, and I'm sorry, I said last thing before, but here's the last thing, because I got a text message from somebody who wants to know this. Um, it's one thing about uh, getting the um, uh, exemptions to take the shot, but what happens if an employer mandates PCR testing weekly, and especially if they make the uh, employers try to pay for right. it, uh, employees try to pay for it? Right. Well, again, and I again, I'm going to quote uh, Robert Owens. Uh, the EEOC uh, very specifically includes reasonable accommodation. So it's not just that they have to honor your religious exemption. If to do so, they have to give you reasonable accommodation. So, for example, if if you know, they can't, they can't have you um, stand up uh, naked in front of a group of people to, to do something because that's part of what they say you have to do because you don't want to do this. I, you know, I mean, I'm just making up a, a crazy scenario. Yeah, sure, sure. The, the PCR is, uh, they cannot prove that the, I mean, the PCR is never, I mean, it's, not, it's not helping anything. There's, it's never been shown that these asymptomatic people are not transmitting the disease. So, this, this testing over and over and over cannot be justified. And what it says in the EEOC is reasonable accommodation. So I think if your lawyer can help you on that, because what applies to 
the, the vaccine or the so-called vaccine injections also applies to mask wearing, which is what that's damaging to your health for long term or um, uh, uh, this too. And, Don't. you know, the, the PCR, you know, just that the, it's, you don't want them ramming it way up your nose, but a little little thing in your nose may not hurt technically medically, right. but you are giving them your DNA and they're selling it. We found that out. You know, the UK, they were selling your DNA to a third party. Think about that. So, yeah, so many different uh, uh, scenarios here, uh, uh, all of them fraught potentially with danger for uh, the citizens, for the people. Dr. Lee Merritt has been my guest. She is going to be among the presenters tonight with the Ohio Freedom Fighters, joining with the Ohio John Birch Society chapters uh, to expose the truth variant and explain how to win the war <laughs> on humanity and uh, COVID treatments, mandates, exemptions, and more. It's tonight. It's it's in Medina. And uh, Dr. Merritt, thank you so much for the great information. We appreciate so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You have a great day. All right, 1028. I know we're late. We're going to take this right to the news and come back with your phone calls after. Oh, Jonas Schultz coming up, too, on AM 1420, The Answer. Vaccinated against the lies of the liberal media pandemic. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 1037. Now we continue on this Wednesday edition of The Authority. Appreciate you being here. Thanks again to uh, Dr. Lee Merritt, who joined us last segment talking about uh, uh, talking about medical exemptions uh, to the shot mandates. Again, we won't call them vaccines. The big pharma profit shots. That's what they are. The Omicron variant is only going to lead to more big pharma profit because they're going to have to create new big pharma profit shots because the current big pharma profit shots won't work against the Omicron variant. So give us 100 days, we'll have new ones available. And we'll sell billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of those to the governments to be distributed to the people. And the circle just continues. The revolution. Uh, joining us now to talk more about that and more is a congressional candidate by the name of Jonah Schultz. He is one of the two uh, remaining standing in the fight to replace uh, Anthony Gonzalez in Ohio 16. He has essentially resigned in disgrace. He's still there, but he's not running for re-election, is Gonzalez. Uh, Max Miller and Jonah Schultz are the two who are going to be battling in this Republican primary uh, to uh, potentially take that seat. And Jonah Schultz joins us right now on AM 1420, The Answer. Jonah, good morning. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for having me on. And, and Ohio's 16th district is, is now shifting to becoming Ohio's 13th district. And, and although it's still Anthony Gonzalez's seat, we are now having 100% of Medina County, the western, southwestern portions of Cuyahoga, and the western half of Summit. So I, I keep trying to clarify that because I know we're all going to take some time to adjust to the shifting district. Well, I'm, gr- I'm glad you brought that up because when the new lines were drawn, uh, I talked to Jim Jordan because I talked to him every week anyway, and I asked him, you know, uh, about the, uh, the because there was some concern, by the way, that the way they were being drawn up before they were actually confirmed um, was going to kind of put Jim Jordan in a precarious position, that he was going to be facing a long-time um, and very popular Democrat in a very Democratic stronghold. They redrew that 4th District, and so he's much more comfortable with the way the lines have been drawn now for his own purposes. What about yours? How do you feel about the redrawing of the district and the transfer to the 13th? How do you feel about your chances in a, in a district like this? Well, the district shifts more into a toss-up district. Uh, we have a little bit more of a challenge in the general 
on our hands, especially including the city of Akron. But that's why it's going to be really important to elect an individual who can communicate to a wide variety of individuals, specifically on the issues of medical freedom, these cultural issues that are that are so important. But given the year that we're going to have in 2022 with this red wave that is coming uh, and the Republicans going to take back the House, I think that we can have a comfortable win in the 13th district. And I have I have all the confidence in the world that after we win this primary, we will we will send a message to the to the liberal establishment in Ohio and around the country that, that this red wave is for real. Well, you know, I'm glad to hear you say that and to speak with that optimism, Jonah, because you should have optimism, even though Akron is, as you, as most, you know, larger urban areas are, uh, blue districts or blue areas making it tougher. The entire state of Virginia was blue, deep blue, but we saw what happened even before we get into the red wave of 2022. This off-year election, people were tired of it, and uh, and it flipped. So if Virginia can flip for Glenn Youngkin, and uh, New Jersey, deep blue, almost flipped uh, in, in that uh, governor's race and did flip for uh, the uh, a very high-ranking Senate race, uh, state Senate race, then sure, you can, you can, you or or whoever the Republican nominee can make some headway in places like Akron, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the Democrat policies, Joe Biden's policies, have been such an absolute disaster that across the board, look at these approval ratings. We have Joe Biden in, in the mid thirties. We have Kamala Harris in the mid twenties, and and the American people have woken up to realize the Democrat Party wants to take away your rights. They don't want you to be able to make your own decisions. All of their Economic decisions have led to rapid, skyrocketing inflation. Have led to, uh, their 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 energy positions have led to some of the worst energy crises we have seen in the United States in a long, long time. And so the people are waking up, and I think they're going to send a strong message come 2022. And and I'm going to be proud to to be on the front lines uh, uh, to go to D.C. and to show that Republican, true conservative policies are what makes this country prosperous and great. We're talking with Jonah Schultz. He is a can- uh, candidate for Congress uh, in what is currently Ohio's 16th Congressional District. You tweeted yesterday, last night, big win. We have been fighting alongside our health care heroes and Ohio workers to demand medical freedom, and we will not stop until every single person has the choice to make about their own health care decisions. And then you added, Cleveland Clinic and UH hospitals must put a stop to their mandates. Tell me whether or not you think that these um, court victories, or at least these stays that we continue to see, and there have been a slew of them at the federal level um, against these mandates, do you think it will have the desired impact and make uh, employers, large employers, particularly health uh, care facilities like those hospitals, do you think that they will follow? I, I believe I believe this. I believe this is the movement that we are creating. This is the movement that we need. I was at the. Uh, church on the North Coast last night, and I was speaking with some nurses that work at UH and Cleveland Clinic, and I was at the rally outside of Cleveland Clinic and University Hospitals protesting their vaccine mandate. And what I told these workers, and what I've told many workers who work in different industries, is that we have to hold the line. Because what we're seeing, if we put pressure on Southwest Airlines, if we put pressure on UH and Cleveland Clinic, if we put pressure on, you know, BWXT down in Barberton like we have, they are going to flinch first. We're basically playing this game of chicken right now. The healthcare industry, these hospitals, they are short-staffed as it is. Yeah. They don't have the wherewithal to be able to to handle the legal challenges that will will take place. But they don't have the the, the ability to the the organizational fortitude to be able to take on the hiring and firing process that would that would uh, that would be necessary in order 
to take on uh, take on these mandates. So what I'm telling these individuals is that we have to hold the line. And when we continue to put pressure on these businesses and put pressure on the government, the federal judges are stepping in. This doesn't happen without the people leading the charge. These these stays don't happen without us fighting here on the ground. And that's what we have to realize when we turn up this public opinion, when we make it known that we as individuals, we want to make our own health care choices, we want to make health care choices for our children, the public policy is going to follow. And that's what we have to understand with all of these different issues is the people have to start taking a leadership role in these decisions, in these movements, and stop giving up our power to those few political elites that make all of the decisions over our lives. We are talking to uh, Jonas Schultz. You know, I know what the end game of the left-wing politicians who want to continue to push the vaccine mandates is. It's control over the people. It's what leftism is. Um, it, it's it's authoritarian. Uh, it takes away liberties, and this is part of their goal. What's the end game for the hospitals, though? Why why would Cleveland Clinic and University Hospitals and anybody else, the Cleveland Indians, that's not a hospital, obviously, but they're, they're the new guardians, whatever, they just announced every employee must get that shot by, I don't know if it's late December or January 4th or whatever, or they are terminated. What is their end game? If the government is giving them, not the government, if the courts are giving them an out right now and giving them a chance to say halt because we have issued a stay of any exec, any uh, orders, governmental orders um, to mandate vaccination, they're being given an opportunity to stop here and they're not. They're saying, too bad, we're going forward with our mandate. What's What's in it for them? What's their end game? Like I said, I know what the left-wing politicians' end game is, but what about these individual corporations? Well, it just shows that the leftist ruling class has infiltrated really every avenue of our lives. And I said from the beginning, they've infiltrated our politics, our government, our media, our sports and entertainment, our medical field, our education system. And so this is really a illustration for all of us to realize it's we the people against everything else. And the liberal establishment at large, their quest from the very beginning was organizational power. Didn't matter if it was Silicon Valley or Wall Street or our education or or our government in Washington, D.C. It was always about where do we take power? How do we take power over these institutions? And the left has understood for a long, long time that our sports teams, that our education system, that they shape our culture and how important it is to have power in these culture-shaping institutions. So I believe these these individuals who are making these decisions, whether it's in the hospitals or whether it's in our sports teams, they're simply a part of this ruling class that wants to see compliance out of our people, that the, the, the very end game is enslaving us to the system. And that's why we're, we're getting out on the ground. We're having, you know, I'm, I'm hosting a medical freedom rally in front of Progressive Field this Saturday at 11 a.m., corner of uh, Carnegie, Ontario, to show that we're going to stand with our workers we're not going to sit by and watch as our rights are taken away. Uh, and it's going to be the people's jobs moving forward. As I said from the beginning, everything is on the shoulders of the people right now. We don't have the political power to change this, but we are still the majority in this country, and we need to start acting like it. Jonah Schultz is my guest. He is a candidate for Congress. He is running against Max Miller in the Republican primary to replace Anthony Gonzalez. Um, you won't have a say in this if you're in Congress, but I'm just curious as to your opinion on it, because everybody in America is waiting with bated breath right now on the Supreme Court uh, to make a decision here. 
that could impact, this is Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, could have an impact on Roe versus Wade. In fact, could actually uh, undo Roe versus Wade and, as Mike Pence said, condemn it to the ash heap of history. Uh, this wouldn't end abortion in America. It would simply say it's up to the state legislatures to decide what law, laws they're going to have on this in their state. Uh, what are your thoughts on what the Supreme Court is hearing today and what that means? Well, I'm going to be praying, as millions and millions of Americans are as well, that Roe v. Wade is overturned, that Planned Parenthood v. Casey is overturned. And, and, and first and foremost, I'm a Christian and believe that every life has inherent value, but science has proven that human life begins at conception. Science has proven that each and every unborn child will have their own unique set of DNA and fingerprints that will never again be replicated in human history. And and, and science has proven that an unborn child is its own separate and independent being from a mother's body. So in other words, science itself is pro-life. So for all of these reasons, I'm pro-life without exception. The question I believe that we have to ask ourselves is, can we have a functioning society? Can we have a functioning culture that doesn't respect the rights or life of the most among us? Because if we can't love or respect our children, how can we possibly love and respect one another as flawed as we all are? Uh, and that's why I believe this issue is, is so important. And I put it front and center in my campaign. You know, you know, myself and others have, have been very disappointed in, in my opponent, Max Miller, that in 10 months into this campaign, he has not even made a single pro-life statement or, or included the issue in his platform. And I believe that any Republican seeking office at, at any level uh, must commit to doing everything within their power to end abortion in America. And, and, and I pledge to do just that. So this, this court ruling will be one more step closer in opening that door that we can, we can finally end abortion in America, which I believe is the great black mark on the history of our nation. Jonah, last question for you. I, uh, I ask this question almost invariably of every congressional candidate that I interview and I have done over the years. If you are successful, if you win the primary, if you win the general, and you go into Congress as a Republican from Ohio, will you join or petition to join the House Freedom Caucus? Absolutely. On, on day one, we need to seek out conservatives who are actually willing to uphold our Constitution, and the Freedom Caucus does just that. Uh, so I do whatever is within my power to, to join up with those like Jim Jordan uh, when I'm in office and really see some change, because we've seen what what has happened by sending just people with ours next to their names. We've seen the Anthony Gonzalez. We've seen the Mitt Romney's, the Liz Cheney's. And we need to team up with these true conservatives in D.C. I'm glad to hear you say that. Like I said, I ask everyone that, and I like to get them on the record. And so then when they get in, we wait and see what they do and see whether or not they were true to their word in that regard. Uh, and I remember asking Anthony Gonzalez that question before he uh, won, and uh, he was very noncommittal and said it's something he would look into and uh, you know whether or not it was right for him or whether or not it uh, was going to be something that he wanted to be associated with, whatever he said he would evaluate when he gets there, which, of course, I took as a no, I'm not, which told me a lot about him at the time. Uh, so I just like to get people on the record, and I hope that voters understand that, too. If uh, you have a candidate who is pledging to join the House Freedom Caucus, which is the conservative caucus in, of the Republicans uh, uh, on the Republican side of that aisle, um, that, that should tell you a lot about their, uh, about their intentions when they get there. Jonah Schultz, uh, what's the website to support you? SchultzforCongress.com. SchultzforCongress.com, but I told you I was reading your Twitter. That's not your Twitter handle. Your Twitter is Jonah Schultz OH, right? Jonah Schultz OH. That's right. And Jonah Schultz for Congress on Facebook as well. Thanks so much for having me on. 
Pleasure to have you, Jonah. Thank you very much. Uh, good luck on Saturday at that uh, protest. Uh, 10.51, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back with phone calls from you to wrap it up on AM 1420, The Answer. Ten fifty four. We continue now and uh, getting ready to wrap it up on this Wednesday edition of the Authority. Sonia Sotomayor, one of the liberal pro choice slash abortion justices, said in oral arguments over the Mississippi abortion law that she's concerned about a political stench that may linger if the uh, uh, court overturns Roe versus Wade. Quote, will this institution survive the stench that this creates in the public perception that the Constitution and its reading are just political acts? I don't see how it is possible. End quote. She went on to say, no correction, uh, Mississippi Solicitor General Scott Stewart said, I think the concern about appearing political makes it absolutely imperative that the court reach a decision well grounded in the Constitution. And, of course, in the Constitution and in all of our founding documents, we find, first and foremost, the preservation of life, the protection of people's lives. That's, that's just the bottom line. It has always been so. There is, no, there is nothing in our Constitution or our founding documents that say it's okay to rob people of their lives. Whether those lives are pre-born or post-born should not matter. It's not in the Constitution. That means it is up to us to do what what it says, and that is protect life. A previous caller brought it up. Kill a pregnant woman and the baby dies too. You are not charged with homicide. You are charged with double homicide, double murder, because that is a second life. How could a court ever then say, except if the mom really doesn't want it? Now it's not a life, now it's just a blob of cells, of protoplasm, a non-entity. That second heartbeat, eh, ignore that second heartbeat that's going on in there. That's um, Mom's heart is uh, really, really excited and it's beating twice. That's what it is. That's what it is. There's not a second heartbeat and a second, uh, second uh, life form there. No. And it's impossible for a court for those two things to both exist. Tanya and Akron, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, Tanya. One second. Hey, Bob, how are you? Good, Tanya. What do you got? Uh, one, I wanted to say that we need to have grace for people that have uh, have had abortions as we go through this because whatever reason they did it, their lives have changed, and we can't assault them. And we, and we do that. We have a problem with that sometimes. And then for the first time, we need to be going with the science. The science has they didn't have the technology or the information. It was truly when we when that happened years ago, it was based on our religious beliefs. It's still based on our religious beliefs that we shall not kill, but the science now says it's a human being versus back then when they were calling it a blob. So if our so-called Democrats and Dr. Fauci, Mr. Science, and everything else. Let's go with the science. It's a live human being that you can actually see now that you couldn't see before. 
Well, you know what, Doesn't Tanya, you're, you're spot on. You're spot on about the advancement, uh, the technological advancement of medicine and science. Uh, you know, allows us to learn so much more about what that baby is and at what stage it is in development and so forth. And that is a huge factor. Um, the first part that you said, though, I don't know that I necessarily agree with. I don't think people are demonizing people who have had abortions in the past, particularly in the past when they just didn't know. They didn't know really what the story was. They didn't know. They 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 bought into the lies of Planned Parenthood and others that say, no, it's not really a baby. No, this isn't going to hurt them. No, this is just cells and protoplasm and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't think we judge them too much. I, I really don't. I think we feel sympathy. Think, we feel compassion. We, we pray. I don't think we're I don't think we're we're going out of our way to say we're going to demonize those people we're just trying to stop people from making that choice now i, I what i'm all i'm saying is that we don't we want to be we want to use the science and we want to be the more compassionate bunch of people yes because you know that our enemies the democrats will make it look like when we're standing up there trying to stop it they'll bring up uh the church group that used to bully people we yeah. need to stand back and say we have grace, and we want to be better than them. This is where we get to show we have a high moral ground, and we have science behind us. And, and you know, I think saying. that's one thing that I'm proud of as a as a pro a pro lifer um, is that you know even the sidewalk uh, prayer warriors who stand there outside the clinics or on the sidewalks, you know they pray for the women walking in. They pray and they tell them so. They don't say don't do this, you baby killer. They pray for them and they try to offer them compassion and offer them you know their support uh, in order to have their child. So I and thank you for calling. I'm proud to be a part of that compassionate movement. Uh, obviously, a huge day today in the Supreme Court. Tomorrow, we will see what happens and react to it then. Uh, thanks to all of my guests. Thanks to the crew. Thanks to you for listening today. Uh, and always, let's remember, let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.